0: Tennesseans, good night nurse lots to celebrate um i am not a football fan i do not watch the football i do not watch the sports uh i think i have not been to a football game since i was in college and the only reason i went is because i knew the people playing but i do understand that the tennessee volunteers had a big huge victory over uh alabama and so congratulations to all of you out there uh your long walk in the wilderness uh, has finally been answered, and you have been delivered uh, into the promised land of defeating Alabama. Congratulations! Brandon Lewis here with the Ten Con Big 7 News Update. We've got all kinds of stuff. We're going to be talking about corporate welfare. We're going to be talking about CDC giving some grants for some things they probably shouldn't. We're also going to be talking to... Uh, You know, uh, talking about the stuff that's going on in Vanderbilt and how some of the legislators are responding to that. We've got the mailbag, which is a new feature. Uh, We're going to talk about some of these uh, sneaky Pete government bureaucrat agencies trying to uh, basically disregard the rule of law and uh, be little tyrants. Uh, All kinds of stuff. We're going to bring it right to you. And uh, old old Billy, Billy Lee, uh, got a bad grade on his report card, kind of like most of the kids. Uh, in his school systems that he manages, but I don't want to. I don't want to give it away. Do help us fight big tech uh, censorship by going to uh, tennesseeconservativenews.com and hit the subscribe button. If you do not subscribe to our newsletter, you are only getting, I promise you, like I don't know, ten percent of our content, and we send that puppy right into your uh, mailbox every day about 1130, and do follow us on the platforms that are not run uh, by communists, and that would be (laughs) the platforms like Gab, Getter, Truth, MeWe, Parlor, and Rumble. And you can see in the comment section there that Jason has just posted that. Now listen, I want you to comment on these stories. I want you to tell me that you are listening. I can see that we have people coming on. Uh, Share this in the groups if you want to uh, as it's going live and probably you're here because I'm on time We try to do this 12 o'clock all the time. So let me know where you're watching from Let me know that you're out there that Facebook is showing me to at least two people without me having to pay for it Um, Let's get right into the mailbag. This is a new feature. Are you ready? I hope so so i got this letter and this one comes uh, from Sheree, okay And it said, I just wanted to thank you for what you do. I recently moved to the Dyersburg from Illinois and really appreciate uh, that you focus on Tennessee. I'm still getting uh, to learn the lay of the land here and find your podcast on Rumble and newsletter so valuable. Thank you, Cherie. I appreciate the mail. We do get the mail here. Here's a long one. I can't read all of it. And this one is from Patricia. Patricia says, Dear Mr. Brandon Lewis, I would have preferred a loftier title. Uh, like emperor of all things conservative, uh, the grand political potentate of the volunteer state, something like that. But I'll take dear Mr. Lewis. You may be thinking, why is this woman from Rhode Island Rhode Island, sending me a letter? Did, I do get letters. They're usually from women in penitentiaries, but, I, but these letters I like as well. I've been listening to your podcast and videocast, is that a word, and I'm very thankful that someone uh, in the world, there are conservatives like you doing what you do, Uh, I do not have this in Rhode Island. I subscribe to your newsletter and read most of the stories. Uh, And so we have people, we have people that uh, actually listen to this from out of the state. Uh, I'm going to go on and read some of this. One of the funniest segments in your video is how you throw the paper over your shoulder when you're done reading the story. Cracks me up every time. Well Patricia, that's just for you. I'm going to get that now because I don't want to disrespect your correspondence uh carol says good morning thank you for responding to my question this morning i did not know i did that but i'm glad that i did or somebody did thank you for tuning in let me know where you're watching from if you're tuning in live watch out i'll be right back we keep all those for the mailbag it is in the permanent tennessee conservative uh, tennessee conservative archives Uh, i'm sure that one day the library of congress will call us for those and so I'm keeping them. Let's get right into the stories of the news. Look at me, Jason, flipped the slide and everything. You can teach an old dog new tricks. Tennessee's two largest public school districts received CDC grants for Gay Straight Alliance Clubs. CDC records show that both Metropolitan Nashville Public Schools and Shelby County Board of Education applied for and received grants from the CDC to start and or support gay-straight alliance clubs in public schools, the Centers for Disease Control. Okay, I'm I'm trying to follow here. To access the CDC funding, a school must first apply for the federal grant. Once a school is deemed eligible, the school can be awarded anywhere from $12,000 to $350,000 of your tax dollars. For the program, the schools must fill out all the required activities listed in the program guidance document and cannot opt out of those requirements to receive funding. One of the requirements is that schools implement student-led clubs supporting gay youth. That sounds like the purview of the CDC to me. One of the requirements say for uh, Metro Public Schools in Nashville, which reaches approximately 13,000 students, according to the CDC, Megan Coosin-Clark is listed as the principal investigator. And Kathleen, Catherine Bowers E is listed as the project coordinator. Kristen, uh Clark is a Ph.D. Uh, in National Schools and serves as the director of school counseling. Uh, Perini, I just don't know how that name is, is a health teacher. Health teacher um, at West uh, Middle School. That's what we need at West End Middle School. We need to be teaching these kids about homosexuality and all kinds of other various sexual things not the basics not things that would help you be employable not that would help you critically think for yourself but primarily indoctrination that should be the purview of the parents alignment nashville notes the gay straight alliance will be expanding to all five to 12 schools in the district by the end of the project period in 2023 and i am certain that the tennessee legislature is standing by twiddling their thumbs as this happens for shelby county schools which reaches approximately 12,000 students. Patricia Bafford is listed as the principal investigator. I don't know what that is. And Carla Shirley is listed as the program manager. Bafford is the senior manager of health services, because this has a lot to do with health services. You know, one thing that I have found that prevents the spread of disease when you're in uh, high school is having sex. And the thing that primarily defines, uh, I guess, these clubs is like, who you want to have sex with and how. I guess, it seems like if we wanted to control the diseases or prevent them, we would probably be encouraging people to save themselves for marriage and to make wise decisions. But not not at our two flagship school systems, those fantastic flagship school systems with the lowest scores. It is so funny. The school systems that have the worst performance are always the ones out chasing this monkey business, which might be one of the major reasons they can't actually focus on academics. CDC has been allocated $85 million to plant the seeds for such programs across the state, and it is currently being offered to 28 school districts across the country, spanning across 11 blue states and 6 red states, of which Tennessee's always got to get in there. Next story, Tennessee reps responds to claims that legislators refuse to take action on gender-affirming surgeries at vanderbilt you know right now they're having a big rally thank goodness for matt walsh having called attention to it daily wire up in nashville i can't be there you know why because i'm going to be at the signal mountain opry tonight which is right down the road from my house and I, i love being involved in my little community uh and i've got trips to take which i'll talk to you about that later in the in the in the end segment Uh, I can't be there, but we did cover it, and uh, we will be covering uh, what happens from it. I actually got an outreach from a lady at the Daily Wire uh, today and one yesterday from another organization that's heading it up. The acronym escapes my mind presently, but I am going to be doing an interview with her next week. So we're doing our part over here. I just can't go traipsing anywhere anytime that I'm asked because I've got things to do primarily earning a living, because this job doesn't pay anything. In September, Walsh's report outlined the use of irreversible puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries on healthy children, children at Vanderbilt uh, Medical Center in Nashville. And in an interview with Ford's and Anvil Republican Representative Ryan Williams from Cookville said that members of the Tennessee General Assembly were not aware that Vanderbilt was doing gender-affirming procedures prior to Matt Walsh's expose. Didn't know. Now, somehow, someway, The actual real conservatives, uh, two of which are Janice Bowling and uh, Representative John Reagan, uh, both of which are very conservative, Uh, get out there and vote for John Reagan. Uh, I believe he is running presently. Help him. Um, Somehow they knew that this monkey business was coming down the pike or might already be here. Maybe occasionally it would be good for the moderates and the rhinos in the Republican Party to heed the sage wisdom and counsel of people that are more conservative that have a forward-looking view that actually get out there and proactively get in front of this stuff to protect Tennessee citizens and kids instead of waiting until 25 or 30 kids have been uh, irreversibly mutilated. I'm so tired of leading by from behind in Tennessee on issues like illegal immigration, mutilation of children, school choice, you name it, Corporate welfare just lead from behind all the time. Legislation to prevent the mutilation of minors has been sponsored by Senator Janice Bowling, Representative John Reagan, for the last two years, but Williams said that the legislators were focused on passing bills to address matters they knew for a fact were happening in the state. That was the wrong strategy. Referring to the gender-affirming surgeries at Vanderbilt, Williams says, We are a red state among red states. We never thought in a million years this would be happening in our state. I could have said that during covid I lived through two years of never thinking that this would happen here, and it did, because we're not that red, folks. Talking about another bill that came up in Health Committee, at the same time regarding hormone blockers for children, Williams said, We are having those discussions about hormone blockers because we knew it was going on in the state of Tennessee and we had to get control of it. A bill which prohibits hormone blockers for 8- to 10-year-olds became law last year. Feral Hale. Anytime feral gets gets a bill, it is either a bad bill, it is either a bad bill, and that's Senator Farrell Hale, because he is bought and paid for by the medical establishment, does not believe that you should have rights as it relates to what you do with your body um, vis-a-vis vaccinations. And if you see a bill by Farrell Hale, it either is a bad bill or it is a good bill that has been neutered to the point to where it's damn near meaningless and not helpful. According to Williams... The news that gender surgeries had taken place at Vanderbilt came out of left field, and it was a shock to lawmakers. No one envisioned this was even in our future, in our near future, much less going on. I'll read that again. William says no one envisioned this was in our future, in our near future, much less going on. But that's not true. Y'all might not have known it, but Senator Janice Bowling and Representative John Reagan did, and they called it to your attention, and y'all did nothing about it. And that is the big story, in my opinion not that we finally caught it which i'm glad we did but rather that when the ball was teed up to hit a home run to prevent all this what do we do the same thing we always do we wait until the press the liberal press puts egg on our face or until there's a train wreck or a disaster and then everybody like shuffles around and goes oh we're gonna do something terrible all right guys now listen As I watch what's going on in the elections in Tennessee right now, and as I see the things that Bill Lee is putting out and lots of other elected representatives who are hoping to God you show up for the polls, sometimes it's hard to get enthusiastic about some of these Republicans, I understand, makes me want to stay at home too. The main reason the wool gets pulled over the eyes of Tennesseans is because we have so many low-information voters that don't give a rip about what's going on in Tennessee. They know every every time Joe Biden, you know, rips a fart, there's like 12,000 pages of copy spilt on it and and no less than probably, you know, thousands of hours of commentary. But Bill Lee can do something up in, in Nashville or the lieutenant governor or the speaker of the House and nobody knows nothing. And that's why they hate our publication, because we bring light to it. Well, there's somebody else bringing light into Tennessee, good friend of mine, Steve Abramowitz, and he has the Mill Creek View podcast. He's had some great guests here recently. He had one uh, with A.J. DePriest, who I love, a very beautiful, dedicated patriot of Tennessee Liberty Network, Coach Joe Kennedy, author and pastor John, oh my gosh, Amanchu Wu, oh gosh. Aman Chukwu, and Representative John Reagan, who was one of those people that saw this coming. Katie says, you're so spot on. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Katie. I appreciate it. So if you would, I want you to go. Take your devices out right now. Whatever you're watching this on, listening, this, listening on this to, whatever, go into Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, and I want you to type in Mill Creek View Podcast, Tennessee. Make sure you get Tennessee in there and listen to my friend Steve. He is a fantastic supporter of our publication. Boy, oh boy, we are up to two sponsors. Woo! Two years, two sponsors. By the time we've been around 10 years, we'll have 10. If you're a small business owner and you do something that you think makes sense, by all means, email me, Brandon at Tennessee If you would like to sponsor something, anything, we need your money. And while you're there, look up Tennessee Conservative and subscribe to that podcast as well, moving right along. Judge rules in favor of landowners and TWRA camera lawsuit. I think my friend Tori Venable at Americans for Prosperity uh, was also instrumental in trying to get legislation passed on this. I can't recall if it made it uh, through the last session or not. But this is the kind of crap, the Gestapo-type crap, that bureaucrats do in Tennessee, and you'd think, oh, the swamp is just in Washington. That is not true. The Benton County Circuit Court has ruled in favor of two landowners who found Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency's cameras on their property. Hunter Hollingsworth and Terry Rainwater sued TWRA and some of its employees over privacy rights. TWRA must now obtain a search warrant before going on private property. Talk about the disrespect from government bureaucrats to the citizens who employ them to go on private property and spy on private citizens and think it's okay and then take the time, energy, and effort to go to court and then defend the hypocrisy? I don't know who heads up this organization or who's responsible for it, but the people ought to can them. They ought to be canned. There ought to be a public ceremony where they're fired to reassure the confidence of Tennesseans. Hollingsworth discovered the camera on his property in 2018. Listen to this. This is even gets better. Hollingsworth discovered the camera on his property in 2018. He took the camera down and put it in his gun safe. Later that year, law enforcement knocked on his door with a search warrant looking for what they claim was stolen property. Let's add insult to injury. I wouldn't trust this organization as far as you can throw them if they're doing this kind of stuff. Officers in bulletproof vests handcuffed Hollingsworth and searched his house, but he wasn't taken to jail or given a citation at the time. I wonder why. Instead, months later, he was charged with several violations that included illegal baiting and theft of government property. He lost his hunting license for three years in exchange for a plea deal that dropped most of the charges. Hollingsworth then filed uh, a lawsuit and challenged the constitutionality of the cameras on his uh, property. Now here's another message for you. You can't sit on your tuchus when you have been wronged by the government, and it sucks, and you have to take a stand, and you have to get out there, and you have to harp and complain, and piss, whine, and moan, and elect different people, and get on your soapbox like I do, and tell the truth about these things. It is our silence and our acquiescence that leads to the erosion of our liberties, and will you ever get out what you put in? No, but it is a noble cause. Somebody's got to do it. Hollingsworth filed this lawsuit, challenged the constitutionality of the cameras. The lawsuit was thrown out of federal court before nonprofit public law firm Institute for Justice got involved. Hollingsworth discovered that one of his neighbors, Terry Rainwater, also found two cameras on his property, one of which was pointed at his shop in his house. If, if a citizen did this, Michelle says, hey from Greenville, hey honey, glad you're here. Imagine if you or I did this. Imagine if we looked up the names of whoever, whoever does the, the Tennessee, Wildlife, uh, what is it? Is Tennessee Wildlife and Resource Agency. Whoever heads that up. I don't know who it is. Jason Research, whoever the director of the Tennessee Wildlife Resource Agency is. Post it in the comments section for me to get back to. Imagine that we went to the house of the individual that heads up this government bureaucracy, and we put a camera watching their house. And we put a camera watch in their place of business. Well, you'd be arrested. That'd be an invasion of privacy. That'd be trespassing and be a whole lot of other charges. But no, the government does it. It's fine. The TWRA and U.S. Fish and Wildlife were allowed to install the cameras because open fields doctrine, the federal doctrine, clarifies that the protections of the Fourth Amendment do not extend to the open fields. The hell does that mean? If you own open fields, it's private property. However, Tennessee State Constitution is slightly different. Thank God we have one. Protecting persons, houses, papers, and possessions from unreasonable searches and seizures. That one word difference is the basis for a successful lawsuit against the TWRA for Rainwater and Hollingsworth as for a grand total of uh, one dollar in damages. I think that's one dollar. So who we got? Jason Maxedon, I think. Jason M A X E D O N. What if we showed up to old Jason's house? Where his family and friends get together for Christmas and Thanksgiving. We put cameras all over. Just just see what you're doing. Just checking you out, buddy. Don't mind us. Don't mind the citizens that pay your salary. The pair says it was never about money. Good for them. Next story. Tennessee court rules in favor of Second Amendment rights for public housing tenants. How else are we going to have drive-by shootings? We gotta get these guns into the projects. The three-judge panel, that's terrible. You shouldn't say these things, but I live it. I live it. I'm right here in the middle of all this mess as I film this presently. Gunshots, needles, syringes, drug paraphernalia left out in my parking lot over the evening. Oh, that's terrible, what's true? A three-judge panel in Tennessee Court of Appeals unanimously ruled to protect the Second Amendment rights of those living in public housing. I have no problem with that. It's a little bit different in rural than urban environments, although shenanigans do happen everywhere. The new ruling means that Tennessee public housing authorities are no longer allowed to prevent tenants from owning guns in order to secure a lease. And I'll tell you this, if you lived in a lot of these uh, projects or houses around here, buddy, you need a gun. to sleep at night. You needed guns. I could just drive one block from my office here. Sit outside. Boy, I'd be sleeping with a gun under my pillow and one by the door. The verdict was handed down in response to a case involving the eviction of Kinsley Braden, a resident of Creekside Acres Apartments by the Columbia Housing and Redevelopment Corporation in Murray County after they found that he had guns inside of his residence. Lower court sided with the Columbia Housing in the original case and an appeal, but Braden asked for a review of the case. Records showed that Braden signed a lease with the Columbia Housing in 2018. That lease stipulated that tenants could not have guns on the property. Why? If you ever needed them, you probably need them there. Braden was evicted two years later, after the housing authority learned that Braden had been keeping a handgun in his residence. Braden invoked his Second Amendment right as a law-abiding citizen who otherwise qualified to possess the firearm, according to the opinion of the court. His attorneys argued that the agreement signed by Braden was not valid because the stipulation should have never been included in the first place. Imagine that. The court also stated that a government body cannot force a person to give up that right that is protected by the Constitution. Say it again. A government body cannot force a person to give up a right that is protected by the Constitution, although we have a lot of it going on. We've had a lot of it going on. Doesn't seem to stop them until it finally gets to the courts. While the court did acknowledge that other courts have allowed laws that forbade individuals from carrying a firearm into certain places, such as schools and government buildings, they also noted that the Nation's High Court has continued to emphasize that the Second Amendment must be protected, the right of law-abiding citizens to use arms in defense of heart and home. And I think they should have them in the schools. I think they, they, they should have them attached to the hip of well-trained and willing teachers. Soft targets. Make for good targets. Weakness is prerogative. And when people know that they run the chance of having their head blown off, the moment they step on a property or in a place, if they've got mischief on their mind, it reduces it. Hey, guys, mail me a letter. Put some fold money in it. (laughs) To the Tennessee conservative, East 27th Street, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. We could use the help. Oh, we got something extra for you today. Something extra. We know how we always say, if you give any amount, we will send you this Don't California My Tennessee bumper sticker. We're also going to send you this Proud Tennessee Conservative bumper sticker. And we'll send you this directory of all of your legislative creatures and how you can get in touch with them to let them know because the session is, is, is coming up. It's coming up. It is knocking on the door, legislative session. See if we can fix some of this mess at Vanderbilt that we should have fixed previously. See if we can uh, get some things done on illegal immigration, school choice, social media censorship. I'll be pushing for it. Will we get it? I don't know, but we might. But you, if you get $50 or more, not only will we send you this proud Tennessee conservative tumbler, but as an added bonus, for a limited time while supplies last, wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> we will send you this proud Tennessee conservative Tumblr double-sided koozie. Now, this is not only a koozie. You can also use these as mittens. Look at this. It's cold out there. You can use them as mittens. You could use them as protection against COVID-19. Just put it like this. Just walk around with it. It does about as good as a mask. And you could take this, or actually you could cut it down the middle and just put it across your face. Uh, You can put this on your drink uh, to impress your friends and relatives. People will know that you are someone who has a lot of clout. And that you are really, uh, really conservative. I recently sent an email out letting people know that we are two years old. woo Two years old, the Tennessee conservative. We have made it this far. And I thank all of you who have helped us along the way. But two-year-olds, two-year-olds are still pretty vulnerable. Two-year-olds stumble around. Two-year-olds don't quite have their act together yet. You know if you've been through the terrible tools, tools, twos, if you are a parent or a grandparent. And so if you would like to help this little baby, two-year-old publication, the only one in the state of Tennessee that is giving you the news like we do, and just because somebody writes us a check, we don't change our coverage. If they got to be conservative. We lean on principle here. We tell you things nobody else will tell you. We're the only conservative news organization focused 100% on the volunteer state. If you don't want us to die in the crib, please do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com support and help this little two-year-old baby just help us get out of the diapers guys we got to get to three We've got to get to three tennessee conservative slash support mail your letters and mail your support to tennessee conservative 1523 east 27th street chattanooga tennessee 37404 down here where everything is safe and clean and well kept by mayor kelly and uh we are the scenic city all right guys moving on to the next news story Tennessee Governor Bill Lee given D grade, D, now D's are bad, D's are bad, that's what many, It's probably what about 66% of our children would get on reading scores in Tennessee under Bill Lee's leadership on literacy, maybe a C. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee was given a D by the Cato Institute in its annual fiscal report card on Americans' governors. Lee's ranking was based on his spending and tax record, including this year's Tennessee budget, which including $500 million toward a new Tennessee Titans stadium, corporate welfare. The state also agreed to giving sales uh, tax to the team on both stadiums and 130 acres still to be determined bought for development around the stadium. The report said he scored fairly poorly in this report because of large spending increases and lackluster records on taxes. He proposed large general fund budget increases the past three years. In 2022, the budget jumped 21%. Now, that's good old conservative Bill Lee. Lee also led a push to give $884 million in incentives to Ford for a Green New Deal to bring the unions roaring into Tennessee, likely, and his plan for a $5.6 billion electric truck plant outside of Memphis. In 2020, he signed legislation requiring online out-of-state retailers to collect uh, state sales taxes, unlike similar legislation in other states, the higher tax revenue from Tennessee, Bill, we're not used to cut taxes elsewhere. Heck no. Just keep spending it. Keep handing it out to your corporate buddies. Millionaires and billionaires need more millions and billions, don't they, Bill? You know, Bill uh, posted something last night, which was just laughable. And he said, I've always said that mandates weren't the way referencing the CDC's attempt to put COVID vaccines on the childhood schedule. And I put above it, I put, except for all those mandates I issued in 2020 and 2021, and on the bottom I put, thank God voters have short memories. I just hate it. I mean, I don't mind if you did something bad, necessarily, but own up to it, and don't act as if it didn't happen, and don't lie about it. Next story. Mm -mm -mm. Memphis to ask Tennessee taxpayers for $350 as part of a $684 million sports arena project. Is that what we really need in Tennessee with all the problems we have? What is it it said? You know, I think one of the, the Roman emperors said, it doesn't really matter about the condition of the people, just give them bread and circuses. And going back to this corporate welfare crap, I was accosted about this in the grocery store the other day, and I will remind people that in a recent survey, 60% of taxpayers are against these kinds of things. 60%. And I bet if they broke it down by Republican primary voters, it's like 80%. Why did they do it? For the PAC money for the lobbyists to get paid big, huge bonuses when they get into the pockets of Tennessee taxpayers. And recent reports have shown that when you do these kinds of things, the economic benefit is never there, nor are they held accountable for the economic benefit. There's not like the Tennessee legislature says, now listen, if this doesn't deliver and if you can't prove it, you've got to give all that money back. No, it's just like a no-strings-attached giveaway. It's not right. It's unethical. It's unmoral. It's unfair. It's not conservative. So, everybody can pat themselves on the back and and do ribbon cuttings in front of this crap all they want to, all day long, but it's wrong. Plain and simple. The city of Memphis plans to ask the state of Tennessee to contribute $350 million toward renovation projects in the city's owned arenas to help build a new soccer specific stadium for Memphis 901 FC. I don't know what that is. The projects, renovations at the FedEx Forum, home of the Memphis Grizzlies, along with renovations to Liberty Stadium, AutoZone Park, and the new soccer stadium are expected to cost $684 million in total. Well, let them pay for it. Pay for it in ticket sales. Pay for it in concessions. I mean, what other business that can't stand on its own two feet gets handouts? There's small business owners struggling, restaurateurs, retailers, service businesses, farmers. Why? 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 I don't watch football. I don't go to soccer games. I don't give a rip about these these venues. This is not something that equally benefits everybody in Tennessee. There's a small select group of people that have an interest in this stuff. Great, let them pay for it. But don't come after me and my family and our pocketbook and treat all the small business owners in this state like they're garbage. Memphis Mayor Jim Strickland presented the legislative plan to the city council, citing economic impact numbers some fake report probably the same guy that did the steel dossier is the one that whips up all these economic benefit reports to which these corporations are never held accountable the same group provided the economic impact numbers for the 2.1 billion titan stadium that must be a good business it's set to receive a 500 million dollar lump sum from the state along with sales tax motel tax it's expected to be the largest amount of public funds ever spent on a professional sports stadium buddy we just can't quit can we Like the numbers the Titans presented. Extensive research on sports stadiums from economists show that the economic impact numbers presented by Strickland are not credible, but what you do see is a whole bunch of money going into campaign accounts after this stuff is given away. Can't... uh, Let me ask you this. Couldn't we just skip the corporate welfare? If all y'all are after is the PAC money and the donations, couldn't we just... Wouldn't it be a lot cheaper just to, to take taxpayer money and give it to incumbents directly for campaigns? I mean, I wouldn't be for it, but it'd be a hell of a lot cheaper than this mess sports economist jc bradbury these economic impact estimates are no more credible than horoscopes or tarot cards yet they are in a government document treated as a factual basis for policy boy i bet the lobbyists are going to be descending upon nashville these these organizations hired dozens of them to just swarm in and out of the offices strickland said that the city plans to ask the state to increase the allowance for shelby county to Create a 5% motel-hotel tax. Why not tax everybody, whoever stays for a funeral or a visit with family all over Memphis of this one thing that they'll probably never go to that we can take money out of their pocket for? That sounds fair and good. Up from the 3.5% tax, as well as asking the state to extend an allowance for a county car rental tax. Yeah, you go to Memphis to rent a car, to do some business. Let's pay for this big, this millionaire and billionaire project what are the morals and the ethics of these people and the sense of fairness? I don't understand it. I don't even want to read the rest of this. It's garbage. Next story. Drag queen Christmas for Nashville, but no Christmas parade. It's not really a drag queen Christmas. It is men in lingerie want to spend time in front of kids in a parade. So I'm just going to start reading that this way. Nashville gets a men in lingerie Christmas this year thanks to Tennessee Performing Arts Center, but Nashvillians will not get their annual Christmas parade. We can't celebrate the birth of Christ during Christmas, but what we can do is celebrate men in lingerie who want an audience with children. I mean, primarily, you think about it, who goes to parades? I mean, it's adults occasionally, but primarily it's something you take your kids to. Why do men in lingerie need audiences with children? And why do we promote it? I don't know. The Men in Lingerie show, presented by Murray and Peter, is... Anyway. Is in its eighth consecutive year and scheduled for November 7th at the James K. Polk Theater, while it's not described as a family-friendly event. There are no age restrictions on the tickets, and TPAC's updated patron entry form strongly recommends all patrons... Two years or older to wear a mask while in theaters and public spaces. I ought to wear a blindfold. The same show in New York is advertised as All Ages. There'll also be a meet and greet. Mm. I'm going to be going down to Nashville for that one. The Nashville Christmas Parade debuted in 1927 and has been much-loved annual tradition every year for the city of Nashville, except during... The War Years and 2020, when the parade was held virtually due to the pandemic, the parade is now produced by Tennessee Holiday Productions. According to residents, that five-year-old Florida company has ruined a parade as big in the eyes of residents of that of Macy's turning it into a production instead of a parade of floats representing the community and celebrating Christ's birth. The parade and music benefit for Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, I guess is what it's going to be for. Woo! Those are your stories, ladies and gentlemen. Tennessee, most conservative state in the Union. My aspirin And I'll be broken. All right, guys, what is it? Oh, gosh. Kosla. Mr. or Mrs. Kosla, because I can't see the picture. It's way more than just lingerie show. It's a strip show with suggestive poses and encouragement for parents who bring kids under 13, especially if they are in drag. Just look at them up on YouTube. You can find out what it's about. It is a mess, ladies and gentlemen. Legislature allows it. It's just this slow, steady creep door to depravity. Our culture has changed so much so quickly. And people stand by silently. The preachers are silent in the pulpits. The politicians are silent in the benches. And our kids and our culture are the ones that have to suffer the consequences. Man, we need some rock rib conservatives in our state government. And we have very few of them. I don't know what it's going to take for people to get a little courage in this state, but I hope it happens soon. All right, guys. That's the end of the road. That's the end of the show. That's the grand finale. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's more. What are we doing this weekend? The Lewis family. I have people say that this is actually a part of the show that they like. Can't believe it. But let me tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to leave here. And then hopefully I can get some work done before the end of the day. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to change clothes. I'm going to try to get to the gym if I can. I I missed. I got all messed up on my schedule this week. I'm going to try to go to the gym, possibly, uh, before I go uh, to the Signal Mountain Opry tonight. They are having their annual fundraiser. I'm going to try to throw throw a few dollars in the kitty. I believe in preserving old Appalachian uh, bluegrass and gospel and country music. Uh, It is what... One of the biggest things that make Tennessee famous. Um, And in Nashville, you can hardly hear any of it. It is modern pop garbage. Bruh country and country rap. I don't know what they call it. Crap country rap. I think that would probably be the best abbreviation for it. It's terrible. I like the old stuff. You know, we lost Loretta Lynn. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame, could not be there. Hank Williams Jr. read his letter, and Chris Christofferson uh, presented that award to him. I believe he has a pneumonia or the flu. And um, so that's a big deal, big deal. I've been keeping up with that, obscure country music news. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to go uh, see some picking and some grinning, some arts and crafts. Now that's kid-friendly. They say family-friendly, like you go to the Signal Mountain Opera, that's family-friendly. You don't have to worry about anything when you go there. Kids play out in the yard on the playground innocently and listen to good music while parents hang out and talk to one another. You might even hear some music about the gospel. That's family-friendly. Men in lingerie is not family-friendly, just in case, just if anybody needed a definition. Going to get up tomorrow, do a little chore around the house, Try to get some work done, perhaps, possibly, and then we are going to go to the Tehala region of North Carolina to go on a scenic train ride on Sunday with my wife's family, and uh, it should be a good time. Uh, I think we're the only people bringing kids. I believe it's the the elders, the patriarchs and matriarchs of my wife's family, uh, people that I love dearly, And uh, we're going to go see uh, that area. It is beautiful. The Okoy area is very beautiful when you drive through there. Absolutely gorgeous area. I camp there, recreate there occasionally. Um, But I'll be honest, there's something about that Nantahala area. It's not as, uh, it doesn't come down as steeply. And so that means your views are a little bigger. Look, it's it's more of kind of like a a, a more of a shallower uh, river. I suppose that's more spread out versus the Okoy, which just cuts a trench uh, right down to the uh, lake there. So that's what we're going to be doing on Sunday. I'm going to try to get our house in order. We got tradespeople there putting in the final trim that was damaged from the flood at the house, um, finally getting it done. Sort of got painters hopefully getting in there on um, Saturday, maybe to finish it up. I hope. I always say the ends. it's always gonna be tomorrow or the next day when it's done. And we've been tomorrow and then the next day and for about a year over the deadline that I was promised originally. So it's just been it has been a lot to deal with, but we're getting it getting it across the finish line. What are you doing? Put it in ye oldie, uh, put it in the oldie comments section. Uh, Billy says they will just have to see how damaging these policies are., uh, so many are coming uh, out here. Uh, two stories in 20 years, I don't know what that means. I'm sorry. Sometimes I read the comments and I can piece piece it all together and sometimes I can't. Well, guys, I hope everything's going great with you and your family. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Um, I appreciate your notes. I appreciate your emails. I appreciate, uh, occasionally I do get a phone call or two here. Um, We're doing good work. We're doing good work, and I believe people have woken up to the fact that if we don't hold our Republicans accountable in this state, we will continue to get corporatism, which is primarily what we have, corporatism in Tennessee. We do not have conservatism. Uh, No other thing can explain why we don't tackle the obvious problems in education. Uh, We don't do anything to protect our borders here in Tennessee uh, from the illegal immigration crisis. It's not a thing. Uh, We encourage it. We don't discourage it. We don't do anything about the fact that our public town square, which is now social media, uh, practices censorship that is all one-sided and against conservative viewpoints. We will not get transparency and lobbying uh, together up in Nashville. Uh, We will not hold the executive branch accountable to separation of powers on emergency issues. We won't really fight for medical freedom. We won't stand up for our guards people in Tennessee that are being kicked out. All these things. We won't, we won't proactively keep this filth out of the schools, the indoctrination, the CRT, the DEI that's all through our university system. Like Every session, we just go up there and we just kind of limp-wristedly slap together some meaningless legislation and never follow up with much enforcement on it. And it can only really lead you to one conclusion. Uh, The only thing conservative I see coming out of Nashville are primarily social media posts. But the legislation and the enforcement and the action is lacking. And so it is incumbent upon us to hold our legislators accountable uh, over the next two years and between now and then to field some candidates that will actually go up there and vote for their districts. Uh, We're working now presently on the follow the money report. um, And we're going to tell you Uh, where the money's coming from and where it's not coming from. And I'll tell you where it's not coming from. It's not coming from these legislators' districts. It's coming primarily from special interest groups outside of the district. And what happens, you have this big conflict where all your money comes from special interest outside your district, all your votes come in the district, and then they're, they're always at odds, right? The corporate special interest wants something completely different than the conservative primary voter. And when those things are at odds, most of the politicians go, whoop, I'd like the money. I'm telling you, people take money more than anything else when offered. And it, it clouds the judgment. Uh, it, it corrupts the policy. Uh, it creates situations where people are tempted to do things that they shouldn't. I mean, that's why we've had so much uh, prosecution up in Nashville over the last four or five years in Republican leadership. Because the money is a big temptation to people, and they will take it. Uh, And we need to get a lot of it out of Nashville because it's not doing us any good, is the taxpayers. So thank you for hanging in there while I ramble and digress there at the end. Brandon Lewis here with the Tennessee Conservative News. I love you all. We are the thin red line. If you can help us out, do go to TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support because there's no place else to go. No place else to run. We are the last stand here, people. So we got to keep after it, uh, and we can't let the press, the liberal corporate press in Tennessee, which outnumbers us 80 to 1, we can't let them win. I need your help. I appreciate you very much, guys. Keep up the good fight. Hey, you are my eyes and ears out there. So if you hear of something we need to know about, do send us an email to news at com. That's the tip line, news at com. We've got tens of thousands of subscribers and followers out there in Tennessee. So if you if you see something, tell us. Uh, we, we need the little birds out there to bring us the information in the news. That's where our best tips come from. All right, guys. Love you, mean it. Take care. I hope you and your family have a fantastic weekend. Holler at you know later.